Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Ronald, and Ronald, if you can introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. I am Ronald Young Jr., so glad to be here. Uh, We met at the podcast garage in D.C., which is opened by PRX, and they try to bring together fellow podcasters uh, and build community in the region. Yeah. Um, So where are you from? I am from here. Uh, Okay, so my parents were military, and I was born in Germany. And then from Germany, I went to New Jersey, and then Hawaii, then California. But I got to Virginia. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I take the long route to answer that question. But but, uh, I ended up here when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And I actually had an epiphany sometime when I was like 20 or 21. I was like, I don't have a home. I was like, Ronald, you're in your home. Because all of my my most important experiences have been like in Virginia. Exactly. Or in the region somewhere, like in D.C., in Virginia, somewhere back and forth. Mm -hmm. This is home. Yeah. Where, is this your favorite place that you grew up, or do you have any other favorites? This is the best. I mean, obviously, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I was there from age four to age eight, and I... Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't even at it, and I was an age where I can just start to remember things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't old enough to appreciate things. Yeah. Like the fact that we were wearing hoodies... All, in December, uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that was that was as cold as it got. Or because thinking back then, like, oh, I would really want to see snow. No, you didn't. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that sun. <laughs> if I could go back to that right now, walking to school, uh, just taking bikes, just going to the beach on a whim. It's like yeah, car yeah, ride sounds beach. nice. It's beautiful. I was just talking to my friend about like living in California and how like it must be so nice at this time because my favorite like time of year is like summer and like summer nights are the best and like mm-hmm. just to have like so much night. You know, like it's like from four thirty until yeah. like. Well, it's starting at 4.30, like, yeah. the night starts, and, like, yeah. I just imagine, like, how great that would be, but... Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, fantastic. Um, I liked it better because we went to Barstow. When we went to California, we were in Barstow, mm-hmm. which is in the middle of the Mojave Desert. It's down south in okay. California, like, right. about an hour north of uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, Hawaii was much better, much milder weather. Oh, really? <laughs> much milder weather. True. <laughs> okay, what do you um, find interesting? Uh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> um... Uh, right now, I, I'm interested in a lot of things. Probably right now at the forefront of my mind is, uh, is race. It's always, uh, mm-hmm. it's always been about race as recently, ever since 2016 with the election. Yeah. Uh, politics and race have been at like the forefront of my mind and understanding how those things play out. I could actually mm-hmm. tell you a story. Okay. Today at church, uh, so I'm an associate minister at my church mm-hmm. and today at church, uh, Last week, so normally up in church, up in the pulpit, there's a roster of seats and everyone yeah. sits on those seats. And um, last week, and my church is mostly black, too. Well, it's 100% black. <laughs> and so uh, last week, my dad, who's the assistant pastor, was like, okay, the preachers are not going to sit in the front row. You guys aren't going to sit up in the pulpit anymore. Mm-hmm. Only that three chairs up there, and it's just for me, the pastor. And like some special bishop or whatever. Yeah. I was like, cool, great. I'm like, I don't care. You can sit me anywhere. It doesn't make a difference. I'm just going to work. And so this week we were still sitting in the front row and they had a visiting preacher mm-hmm. and it was a white dude who was a pastor. And a couple things got me at the welcome. They were like, hey, we welcome everybody. And this white dude stands up and everyone's like, oh my God, a white dude. And everyone <laughs> did this weird thing where it was like a half standing ovation. And I was like, why are y'all standing for him? Right. Don't, like, don't stand for him. And so they, they like did a, a standing ovation. And then after that, uh, they uh, the pastor goes back there, shakes hands with him and invites him to come up and sits him up in the pulpit. And I was like, 
hold up, bro. Yeah. Like last week, you just said all these black pastors down here on the front row, and this white stranger strolls in here yeah. and in the pulpit. And I think their whole thing is like, well, we want to show love and all inclusiveness. That. Like, and yeah, but yeah. I'm like, you don't like that. The the problem is the black folks aren't the ones that need to be inclusive or show the love. Like you yeah. can show the love by having them sit in the front. But now you got this white dude sitting in front, and, like, and all he did, all he did was be a pastor and show up to our church. Yeah, and, he and stand up. The yeah. Yes. So I'm like, if that's not, I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, that's the definition of white privilege. Like, <laughs> all you gotta do is show up, have yeah. the title, and they'll put you right in the front. Wow. So, sorry, a lot to say right now. Yeah. What I find interesting is race, <laughs> race and politics. How has your definition changed, or like, has your understanding of race changed in the past what four years now? Um. My awakening was probably in 2013, 2014, whenever, um, whenever, uh, whenever George Zimmerman was Um, acquitted, that was when I first, because I grew up, uh, around a lot of white folks, befriending a lot of white folks. Mm -hmm. And that was when I got on Facebook and saw all these white folks that I was cool with saying, like, I don't know why y'all were surprised. Like, uh, Trayvon committed a crime. He deserved, I like, uh, Zimmerman wow. didn't do anything wrong. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and that kind of started my journey. And then all these high-profile police shootings, expecting people to be on my side, and they weren't. And then after 2016, seeing the way people responded to it, mm-hmm. the give them a chances and the never Hillary people and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm just like, I, and, I, and I had an epiphany again. It was probably maybe two years after Trump got elected. I was like... I just did not realize that the country could be so racist yeah. that they would elect the worst possible candidate <laughs> in history mm-hmm. to be our president. And I'm like, like of all the choices you had, this is what you chose. Yeah, racist like, and misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and see, that's the thing. So I get caught up in race, mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't like. I know about all other struggles. Like my lane is like, if there's a call center. My, my phone calls are all the race calls, but yeah. I'm like in the call center with the LGBT community, the disabled mm-hmm. community, the the uh, uh, the feminist community. We're all in there together. And I'm just like, could you pick someone that's more anti all of those things <laughs> than, than, than ever? You yeah. Know what I mean? So definitions yeah. haven't really changed, but maybe looking at this and saying, how could it be? I just don't understand how it could be this bad. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Do you have any solutions? I know that's like a really like loaded question. I mean... I think there's a part of me that always says, I mean, there, there's really no, so the Christian in me is always saying like the, that we're, we're supposed to, which is, which gets me because the, the foundations of Christian principles are that we're supposed to love everyone, love God and love everyone. Mm-hmm. That, that's literally the two principles. <laughs> so the, the, the solution to a lot of the hate is honestly love, yeah. but I never get more angry than when people try to tout that as the the ultimate and only solution in a way that discards all the actual tangible solutions. Yeah, like... Like equal housing. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know what I mean? Like equal housing or like uh, fairness in the workplace. Yeah. Like treating women better, treating the LGBT community. Like all these things where it's just like, nah, just love. And I'm like, love in action is stuff. Like you can <laughs> actually do stuff. So trying to like, like, like push that and say it's not just love, it's action and we have to mm-hmm. actually do stuff. And to show love is to show action. So... Why is everyone acting like these are two two different things? So yes, that's the solution, but people argue on how to put it in action, which is the mm-hmm. problem. Is it tough being a part of the church and also like supporting, I guess, the LGBT community? Yes, um, and the way that I do it is by not really expressing my views in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is very quick to quote the Bible, like yeah. very quick, in a way that's not helpful. 
So they, they treat the Bible like a regulations manual. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they treat it like a regulations manual. So the Bible says blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. And that's typically how they treat it. And the problem with that is it doesn't take any nuance. It doesn't talk about context, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, with the LGBT community, I just try to live as, as Christ would, which is to be... And I don't mean to be, I feel like I'm getting uber Christian and that's not my intention because <laughs> I'm not, like most people will tell you like this isn't like my leading foot. Maybe it's just I'm come, just coming from church. But Yeah, that will put you in the spirit. Exactly, right? <laughs> It'll leave you right in that space. But no, the, 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 my honest goal is just to treat everybody with kindness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and a lot of things that people are talking about and saying about the LGBT community is just not kind. Yeah. So no, it doesn't drive because uh, most of the times I remember my pastor preached after... After uh, the Defense of Marriage Act was struck down. Was 2016, soon. I think. Yes. Yeah. My pastor preached the next day. He preached a message called the Homosexual Agenda. And I almost got up and walked out. Because I'm like, come on, man. Of all oh, the topical God. messages, you're not going to preach. This is the one you're going to preach. And I'm yeah. thinking about all the times, the big racial events that no message was preached. Mm-hmm. Or that any of the big justice events, no message was preached. But I'm like, but in the church, we got to tell you we hate the gays. Which I'm like, <laughs> that. it just seems like... It seems like such a stretch and so ridiculous, especially, and I don't know if I shared this on here because I'm working on an episode of this, when there's a complicated relationship between the LGBT community and the church. Yeah. And they exist and they know about each other and they interact with each other. But I'm like, but every, but uh, the church acts like, like gay people aren't a thing. Like they're, yeah. they, they, they chose, they chose something. I'm like, they didn't choose anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they are who they are. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, you can be wound up over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, it, have, was there ever a time where you like left the church? Uh, no. I take breaks. Mm-hmm. I And my parents will tell you, like, this year probably I've taken a lot of breaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not going today, which is a Sunday. Um, I'm a junior pastor at my church. So for me, it's sometimes tricky to when I go there and I feel like I'm not being like ministered to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, there's a new movement coming up saying that it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist, (laughs) (laughs) which I I love that movement. I think Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think it's fantastic. I think, I just think it's good. I think it's important. And I think people do need to understand that, um, loving Jesus and seeking mental health and because you wouldn't no one no one would get mad at you for going to get cough syrup yeah you know what I mean no one would get mad at you for going to get seeing the doctor if you weren't feeling well like that. but when it comes to mental health they're like nah yeah. you call on Jesus you don't it's call weird because like thinking about like you know like black people in therapy it's like it's weird that it's rooted in the church that you shouldn't or like that therapy is like a weird thing or like you know like just being crazy like mental health and stuff like that yeah is rooted in the church you it know it absolutely is I mean if you the thing that gets me I was like most of the problems in the black community are all rooted somewhere you could find some sort of reinforcement in the church mm-hmm. whether it's uh, hyper masculinity yeah uh, whether, I mean go back to the LGBT community go back to mental health all those and I always say to people I'm like and the other thing is like mental illnesses are especially in a charismatic church where people are just speaking in tongues and shouting and jumping and yeah. all that it's easy to blend in <laughs> with folks who are jumping shouting when you also when you have a mental illness yeah you know what I mean I, I likened it to I told a friend I was like I likened this to um when we were in college and everybody was binge drinking. It's yeah. easy for the al- alcoholics Definitely. to just like be in there with you and be like, yeah, we're all drunk, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy how that works, but I don't remember what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> I went off on a tangent. <laughs> I don't think it was, was it a question? It was just about like therapy and like the, oh, the yeah, cross-section yeah. like yeah, so not I, getting therapy in the I church. do remember. So like for me, it's a matter of, um, I, 
you asked me if I ever left the church. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a matter of sometimes to protect my own mental state, I just can't be in there. Like, yeah. it's just sometimes it'll just be like, I don't want to hear another person, you know, say the wrong thing to me when mm-hmm. I walk in the door. Like, a lot of times when I when I go to church, I treat it like a hospital. Like, yeah. I'm like, I need treatment. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I need treatment. And also, I need to serve and all that. But I'm like, but I need treatment. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that when you say reckless things to people, when you're abusive, when you're oppressive, all those, you're blocking somebody from the treatment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think that's difficult for a lot of folks, especially in the church, to truly understand. And it's probably because they're too busy judging each other. Yeah. So. Yeah, I stopped going to church about, like, I guess once I went to college. So about, like, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, wow, no. Actually, I guess I went to college seven years ago. Wow. So, yeah, like, basically, like, you know, I was going to church because... My parents, you know, like they went to the church and then um, I just kind of grew up in it. And then I realized I wasn't really getting anything from it. So I kind of just like stopped going. But I have been like thinking about like going back and like, I've been to like, um, um, I've been to um, a church in Alexandria that I actually really like going to. Um, yeah, Baptist of course. Church, of course. <laughs> Everybody knows Alfred that. Alfred Street Baptist Church. Yeah, so like I go to like their Wednesday services sometimes and like that's. Kaya? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. that. So. I mean, I think it's. Like, it's funny because, like, people people talk disparagingly about Alfred Street sometimes. Oh, those guys don't want you to do anything, that type of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all, what y'all don't understand is people really want Jesus. They really do. Mm-hmm. or And they really want, and I'll even expand further, people really want God. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what they don't want is all the nonsense and oppression that a lot of people have inserted into religion. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, that's why they want to go. I, I had a conversation with my boss a long time ago about being able to worship anonymously, worship in a place where your family's not, where you can just go in, praise the Lord, leave, and no one's bothering you. No yeah. one's like, that's what you need. So you got exactly <laughs> what you need. I went to Alpha Street once and a guy was preaching and I was just sitting in my seat just boohooing, just crying. Ah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was what I needed. And like, I'm, but it was. Uh, and the lady next to me gave me some tissue and minded her business. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, which is all I needed. And like, had that been <clears throat> in my church, it would have been like, we got to take Ronald up to the altar. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm getting my healing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need any extra. But And that's what a lot of folks, I think there's a lot of people that actually would be religious or would go to church if they thought that they could go and enjoy and, and partake and engage without somebody else t- coming out with their hand out or coming out asking them to give something yeah. else. You know what I mean? So, I don't yeah. Know. Interesting. You're me fired up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's switch topics a little bit, I guess. Absolutely. Um, so you also have a podcast. I do. How did it get started? So I've um, been involved in radio in some form since I left college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a commercial radio first. I was an intern okay. at Hot 99.5 really? and then a board operator for Hot 99.5 and um, stopped doing that for a while. But always was interested in having my own show. Didn't know what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't really want it to revolve around music or be a like just yeah. like disc jockey that type of thing. Um, but as I kept getting into arguments on Facebook <laughs> after the uh, Trayvon thing, I realized I'm like I don't think people are understanding what I'm saying when I write it. I'm like, what? I wish I had some sort of video series or an audio series where people can hear what I'm saying yeah. and kind of like engage with it more because I hear my tone and my voice, how I'm saying, how I'm looking, yeah. that type of thing. And um, I podcasting was just beginning to, you know, was mm-hmm. it wasn't just beginning. It was getting a, another wind. Yeah. Right around the serial days, I was starting to get a, a, a big boost. And I wanted to have a show. And I started doing a show called 10 Minutes with Ronald, which was in 2016. I started mm-hmm. doing that, uh, which was a web show on Facebook where I would just 
talk for 10 minutes about stuff that was bothering me. Um, and then the joke became that it was never 10 minutes long. It was always way longer <laughs> yeah. than 10 minutes. So then I was like, it doesn't matter. That's time well spent. And then I realized there was a name in my podcast. Yeah. I love that name, by the way. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I think Nice to Meet You is a great name. Thank I was like, you. these are like, if you have a good name, it almost doesn't even matter what your subject is. Because <laughs> it's like, it's interesting. Name, yeah. like, oh, that's a good name. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then after that, uh, I decided time well spent would be a perfect format for me to kind of purport these ideas and I saw it it's 2017 I started I haven't really looked back yeah what have you learned from it for podcasting mm-hmm. uh you learn so much along the way like when you start you know you're just learning the mechanics of it yeah like what sounds good and you learn there's a difference between what you think sounds good being recorded versus what sounds good after it's recorded <laughs> so you learn you learn a lot about that but um I've learned you know how to extract information from people, mm-hmm. you know, and not and not in like a, a um, villainous way. That does or, sound villainous. I was, yeah. thinking, I was thinking, you know, like the positive way of saying yeah. that would be like communicate effectively. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but but that's not really what I'm doing because yeah, I'm like because yeah. like in one form, one form, I'm like, so I, I have learned how to articulate myself better, which is good. I'm a person that explains a lot, mm-hmm. but also I have found a way to when I want to know something about people, podcasting is an easy way for you to ask the questions you want to ask, uh, frankly. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty direct person. So I'm like, I'm just going to ask the question. Like, <laughs> so what's going on with this? Like, are we doing this or not? You know, and yeah. I feel like it's always been easier that way. And podcasting, when you put a mic in front of somebody, there's like, at some point when the mic disappears and you really get into the conversation, you get to a place where it's easier to uh, to have those conversations and just like, just let it flow. And once mm-hmm. I figured that out, I just... I began to enjoy recording Just, yeah. it and the experience of actually recording and putting together an episode. Mm-hmm. You know? So, And I also learned that I'm more creative. Here's what I learned. You can scrap all that other <laughs> stuff. I can tell you exactly what I learned. Here's what I learned. I learned that um, for the longest time, there was a quote there that says, if you try to teach a fish to fly, it'll spend its whole life thinking it's stupid. Yeah. And for a long time working in corporate America, I thought I was dumb and lazy. Mm-hmm. And what it turned out, it wasn't dumb and lazy. I just hated what I was doing, and I had no no motivation to do it. Yeah. But when I'm editing a podcast and when I'm putting together an episode, I can write for hours. I can edit for hours. Yeah, wow. I can put it all together. And I'm like, oh, so it's just, I can do this for eight hours a day. What I can't do is someone else's spreadsheets for eight hours a day. Yeah, I, I feel that. It, so... So where do you want to go in the future with this podcast? Um, I'm still figuring it out. Uh, I started a second podcast about movies, so I know I definitely want to um, be. I, I want to be a movie critic, mm-hmm. and I feel like this podcasting is an easy way to get into that game. Um, that's one thing. Uh, the second part is. I want to be able to put out podcasts that continue to make people think, mm-hmm. continue to make people learn, and to have. I, I feel like the narrative structure of a podcast uh, is easy for people to learn that way. Yeah. So I want to be, be able to continue to make stuff where people feel like they're learning something, feel like they're consuming information differently, and it's uh, pushing people forward, not just like in the podcast area, but like in their lives. Yeah, mentally, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So like they're listening and they're like, Ronald, I listened to this and this made me think about something else. You yeah. Know? And, that, that, and I feel like that's what I want to do mm-hmm. with my podcasts and my podcasting company if you will but that, yeah. that's kind of the direction I'd like to right. okay I've listened to like a couple episodes and mm-hmm. they definitely like they do have that effect so you are yeah. like on the right path at least perfect <laughs> perfect that's all I want I want yeah. people to like finish an episode and be like 
whatever question I was asking, they'd ask them that themselves. Yeah. Do I do so and so and so? Yeah. One of the um, interesting episodes I listened to was um, about your friendship with Mike. Yeah. Like the, the breaking up and then the coming back uh, and like, you, you know, it's like, it, <laughs> it definitely made me think about like, you know, friends that I've like fallen off from and everything mm-hmm. and just like thinking about like different people's perspectives, I guess, yeah. and like how pe- different people interpret situations. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely like, I guess, started thinking in that way, like not just since the podcast, just like, um, I guess in life. But then the podcast is like, oh, yeah, like other people are like realizing this, too. So it's like it's it's cool yeah. to bring that together. I don't know. I think it's important to like Michael said something on that episode uh, and it's called Bad Person. But he said something particularly on that episode, which was that, you know, do you, you have to really search yourself and say, am I mad about this anymore? Mm-hmm. Am I going to let this go? Yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of relationships. I mean, I still think about people I miss in relationships that didn't work out. And then I'm like, I kind of wish that I still had those people in my life. Yeah. And I know, like, we do the whole thing. Oh, people in your time for a season or a reason. Like, <laughs> I just want this person back. Like, yeah, back yeah, I feel life, that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. What's your favorite story to tell? Wow. Uh, what is my favorite story to tell? Uh, well, I'd say right now my favorite story to tell is about um, how I... <laughs> How I almost, if I tell the dramatic way, how I almost drowned somebody during a baptism. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that? Um, There's like this tweet that goes around every couple months where um, uh, it's like a pastor like dunking a baby like a chicken nugget into one. Yes. (laughs) I've seen it several times where the guy's like dunking the baby over and over again. Or I've also seen, have you seen the one where the uh, pastor is slapping the baby and the father like almost like lays that pastor No, out? I haven't seen that Like one. the baby's crying and he slaps him a little and he like slaps him hard and the father like, hey yo, slaps <laughs> the baby back. like, hey yo, take this baby, I'm about to wreck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably my favorite story right now. How did you almost... Oh, so you want to hear the story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically it was my first time doing baptisms. Oh no. And I had three. I had to do three, which is unusual because typically at our church, when you do baptism, you might do one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time we had three. And so people, the first thing you do is you, the scripture is on the wall, uh, which like you always, uh, like I always memorize it, but like sometimes in the heat of the moment, like people are watching and so yeah. might forget. So the scripture's on the wall. That was my biggest thing. I'm like, don't forget to say the scripture, Ronald. Do not forget to say the scripture. I get into the water. And when I get in there, the first guy comes. Wait, down. you guys do like full baptisms? Yeah. Oh, okay. Going down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like people are like that's the thing. If it was a sprinkle baptism, it'd be way easier. <laughs> yeah. So I get into the water, and the guy comes down. He comes down. This is an easy baptism. Take him down. Bring him up. No problem. Second lady comes down. This is where the things went wrong. She comes down, <laughs> and um, she's a little bigger. And so I and I what I did was, and this guy told me what I did wrong later. But I brought her down with my non-dominant hands. I brought her down with my left arm. Mm-hmm. And I should have brought her down with my right arm so I could bring her up easier. Yeah. Brought her down with my left hand. And when I tried to bring her up, I think she swallowed water. So when she came up, she coughed. She's like, oh! Pushes her hands out and her foot kicks the plug oh, out of the tub. Tub starts draining. So now we're on a clock. Because <laughs> I got a third baptism to do and this lady's coughing her way out of the pool. Mm-hmm. And I still have to baptize the third person. I finally baptized the third one. That one's smooth, no problem. And my dad comes up to me later, and I could tell like he was happy that it went well. And he says, um, he goes, yeah, you did a good job, son. You did really good. And he was quiet for me, and he goes, 
You almost lost that second. <laughs> so I guess it's happened to him before. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Man. Like, there's always been like the kids that don't want to go down in the water. Yeah. But people are like, oh, the water's too cold. It's like you get like a hundred of different versions of that. Yeah. Right before baptism, but people get really excited when you're like, hey, anybody want to get baptized? I'm like, I want to get baptized. And then when like the circumstances of the baptism come up, they're yeah. like, maybe I do not want to get baptized. <laughs> Honestly, I would be scared. <laughs> like, it sounds like a really scary process. When I got baptized, it was like just the water. Yeah. So like you're like the sprinkles. So. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know me, how I, I feel about that. <laughs> I, I got baptized in the ocean, so mm. for me it was like it wasn't that bad because I'd already been in the ocean, I'd already yeah. been under the water. So for me it was just like, all right, now we're just gonna duck you under and bring you. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem. How did they decide to go to the ocean or like? I was in Hawaii. At the time. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, everything's right. Everything's <laughs> That's gonna reference you. No, no, we were in Hawaii, so we like did it there, so it was super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um. What's your drink of choice? Uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Um, alcoholic. Uh, I don't drink a ton, but if I am going to drink, I would prefer something like a, a bourbon neat mm-hmm. or a tequila rocks. Interesting. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> I like uh, just whatever it is straight. I don't like a bunch of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't drink a ton. Mm-hmm. when I do I'm like give me the liquor and make sure that it's, it's yeah straight. see I'm not a liquor person I'm like a beer or wine person yeah but I'm okay. also trying to like get a six pack now so I'm like a wine person <laughs> so I understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have six packs of wine now though right hmm? they have six packs no of I mean wine. like a six pack like exercise oh yeah yeah that's like what i would have to like i just liquor and me we don't get along yeah. i don't the taste of it it's just it's not pleasant. see the, the thing for me that got into it was uh someone took me through a tasting mm-hmm. and when someone takes you through a tasting and describes what you're tasting oh. then the next time i drank it i was like oh you okay. have a greater appreciation yeah for it. which yeah. is the same thing that happened actually me with beer because i went through a tasting once and i was like Wait, there's more than just like, you know, sour water. <laughs> you know, once you figure that out, it's yeah. like, oh, this isn't, maybe this isn't so bad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I love beer, honestly. Any IPA, like, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you go to Aslan? Um, I don't think I've been there. Since they just opened a new tasting room in, Ale- in Alexandria. Yeah. It's right near my house, and it's like, people love that place. Yeah, it's no, people, back. yeah, no, like, yeah. yeah. I always Smart say, like, white people love breweries, and they love being bringing their babies to breweries. And their dogs. Yeah, surprising. I'm like, the, <laughs> surprisingly. The part really bothers me because I'm like, I'll be in there. I'm like, what? I, I don't want this to be a family place. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why it's good for the brewery and good for you, but I don't want this to look at your kid. Yeah, here. no. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, there must be, like, an age under that's okay and an age, like, obviously 21 and up. But yeah. Like, I guess you can just bring anybody to a brewery. I don't know, yeah, man. I think I breweries know. aren't a place that young people go, though. Mm-hmm. Like, breweries is, like, for millennials. Yeah. And, like, we're all between we're getting old now like we're all like the <laughs> oldest of us so it's like 38 39 now. yeah so it's like millennials like to go i don't know if gen x likes breweries yeah i mean gen z sorry i don't know if gen z i don't z know what those breweries. kids like honestly yeah, what do they, yeah, what do they, i don't know man like I, and i'm like i like gen z but i'm like what do y'all can y'all tell us what you like and mm-hmm. think, oh because you're a youth pastor so you like interact with like yeah 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 i'm like what do y'all like Tell me. Yeah, what is going on with the kids these days? I have no idea. I know the okay boomer thing made them real way was a, a big thing for them. Yeah. That, that the boomers hated. But I was like, I, I am here for it, man. Stop, yeah. stop destroying their world. <laughs> so what part of millennial culture do you think needs improvement? Or do you think there's a part? Um 
I don't think any part of millennial culture needs improvement. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, millennials don't haven't really had a shot to to run or do any of the uh, the, really, the millennials have not had a shot to really ruin the planet yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we didn't most, get that privilege. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't had that chance. I'm like a lot of things. I can't really say what what we need to improve about ourselves. I know that. You know, maybe we we could stop so much reliant like so much reliance on technology. Mm-hmm. Go outside more. Yeah. Uh, interact with each other mm-hmm. more. Um, but I can say the same thing about like about most of people in general. Yeah, I think know, that that switch that. that has changed. Like yeah. even like my grandparents, like you know, like they're always inside watching TV too. Yeah. Like, people just don't go outside. Anymore. Yes, because I'm like, if it wasn't yeah. a phone, it was television. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't television, it wasn't books. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was something else. But like, no, it was radio. Yeah, before yeah. television it was radio. So I'm like, there's always a reason to stay inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we just everybody needs to go outside more and interact with each other and hit the gym and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. How did you like working for um, the radio station? Commercial radio is different for public radio and is different for podcasting mm-hmm. in a way that's not uh, not great. Uh, it's it's hard to explain because it's not hard to explain. <laughs> like commercial radio is about sales, it's mm-hmm. about numbers, it's about selling advertisements, mm-hmm. it's about playing the hottest song so that they get the biggest listenership. Yeah. So there's no craft. There's no, they don't really care about facts as much as they care about sensational. Mm-hmm. So they'll say the rumor on the air and not really care about repercussions because it's like, yo, we heard so-and-so is pretty upset about so-and-so just yeah. so everybody gets wound up about it. Um, they care about bits, like mm-hmm. things like War of the Roses, all that stuff. So like being in there was nice to like, it felt good to be in the room and to like see everybody interacting and have a good time. But the other thing is like it, that's kind of sad is like you know you listen to the radio people listen to the radio on the way to the club like, yeah yeah the songs come on oh man they the DJ's in the club DJ man this is gonna be awesome it's gonna be crazy how many people are there there's not that many people there at the club yeah, no. there's no one at the station uh, during those night shows when people are like yeah call in we having a good time there's one DJ in there and one lonely intern <laughs> and like and then I'm like I am not it's Friday night I'm not having a great time yeah like, this isn't fun at all so. I mean, trying to get, trying to understand in general the difference between how radio makes you feel and how commercial media makes you feel and then what they're actually doing yeah. is kind of tricky to pull apart those threads at times. Mm. So. Did you ever want your own morning show? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> I was like, duh. Yeah. No, I would have definitely had my own morning show. But there's definitely, I, I mean, I was listening, my, one of my favorite morning shows back then was, of course, Russ Parr. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, there was uh, there was a multiple morning shows on um, 99.5. I don't know if uh, the guy is there on 99.5 anymore. Uh, uh, Kane. Yeah, uh, is Kane I think he's still, still there. there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I I kind of liked that show, mm-hmm. but again, those those shows are just so gimmicky, mm-hmm. and they like you can. And the other thing is, I don't understand where there's space for a morning show now when a podcast does so much more for you. True. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if I listen to the Daily now when I drive. Uh, which is a New York Times daily podcast, which mm-hmm. just tells you the, the news and what's going on. And I like listening to it because they get they they give me a story or some sort of narrative about something that just happened. Yeah, and they give me all the facts as well. Whereas you listen to um, like something like a commercial radio station, and they're very much telling you stuff that like like rumors that you read on Yahoo yeah, like celebrity page. news and yeah, stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's not exactly yeah. Like the story is as long as the headline. So I'm like, all right, you said you told me the headline. That's yeah. the story. Kim Kardashian got robbed. All right, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, one of my favorites is um, I like the what is it ninety five five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, 
Joe Claire. They just switched to uh they okay, so they used to be uh R and B and hip hop mm-hmm. and they switched to uh to top forty. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um but it was been in the last like three or four years that's happened, which I don't know if a lot of people who moved to the region know that now, which always bumps me out because I listen to it. I'm like, it's so weird. You're just like different hot 99.5. <laughs> so you have 995, you have 955. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's still a little bit more like catered towards like hip hop, but still like I understand what you're saying where Good. it's like, yeah. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. I'm like 93.9 is over there. Like, yep, we're the only hip hop station in town now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I, I imagine that. With as many black folks as they had in ninety five five, the uh, the format change would be difficult. Mm-hmm. So, what are like the hours that you used to work? Was it always like the nighttime hours, or was it just like crazy? Always nighttime. Oh, yeah, and I had to work shift. I had the um, so it was crazy because I had to be the board operator. Mm-hmm. So the DJ would go to the club and spin <laughs> at the club. And I would be in the radio station, like playing commercials. Yeah, just switching back and forth, basically. Yeah, oh, wow. it was a nightmare. Yeah. And did well, you choose that, or like, is it just like you were like the newest intern, and like that that's the hours? Yeah, those yeah. were the hours, and it'd be like the dumbest hours. Be like, all right, you're there from nine to two a.m. Be like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. so I don't want to do this at all. So I'd be like sleeping at the station like two a.m. I'm like, am I go home? Like, no, I'll just sleep here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like. I don't know. They had a giant love sack in the studio, though, mm-hmm. which is like the big super sack, which I would sometimes sleep in, which would be nice. <laughs> like being there that long was just like, this isn't that fun yeah. at all. Did you get any valuable lessons from that? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I would not know that man if I saw him walking down the street. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think so. Not from that particular day. I got plenty of valuable lessons working at the radio station. I don't think I got any valuable lessons working those hours, except to Mm -hmm. say, I don't know. I did it for a while because I'm like, maybe this will lead somewhere else. And then I got to a point where my mentor who was working in the station left and nobody else was like really mentoring me and trying to like usher me along. Yeah. So there was just like a lack of like motivation now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody was helping me with my like my tape, my air checks or any of that stuff. And nobody, the other thing was like, nobody tells you like in radio, like, Yo, if you want to make it in radio, you're going to have to move to a terrible town and be on the night show <laughs> for a while. Yeah. And then hopefully apply for another town that's in Boston somewhere. Because I have a friend who like worked his way up the ranks that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, good for him. But I'm like, that, no one told me that that's what you have to do. Yeah. Radio, you know? How many years did that take for him to like get to his own show? I know two people that were both start. We all started out at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're all in different places now. One of them is now the afternoon drive person at Hot 99.5. Okay. We all started around the same time, around 2009, mm-hmm. 8 or 9, something like that. Yeah. Uh, one of them is now the afternoon drive person, so it's, I mean, it took about 10 years. Uh, and the other person is, I don't know where they are, but they're, I think they're also, they might have a morning show. Okay. And uh, again, about 10 years. But, and granted, it only took them 10 years to get their current jobs. They had, like, plenty of time before that when they weren't just, like, on the night show. Yeah. And, like, struggling. Like, working in radio, you think it's way more glamorous than it is. It is not. Mm-hmm. Whereas you think like the glamour is in like TV then, or do you think there is like a glamorous like, type of? <laughs> I just don't know that. Cause think about it, like okay, so everybody that we know in radio, right? They're all local stars, mm-hmm. and you know them by voice, the sound of their voice. So if you saw them somewhere, unless they were the morning show person, 
where they have like visual stuff out all the time, yeah. I wouldn't know who they were. So then you go to TV. TV is the local news people. Mm-hmm. And those people, I remember this one guy walked into Starbucks like a normal person. I was like, oh, Aaron Gilchrist, what's up? <laughs> and I was just like, man, you are regular. You are super duper regular. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Their salaries aren't astronomical. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like on the nightly news doing national show. Or yeah. Yes, that's the only time for like Good Morning America, that type of stuff. And that's the only time that you're getting like hosting gigs and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's really hard to work your way up the ladder and finding a place that's when I say glamorous, like super glamorous. Now, there are some perks, of course. Yeah. Working in radio, working in television, even in local, you're going to get perks. You're going to get invited to a party that me and you will never get to. Or yeah. like get to sit at a game that me and you will never get to go to, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But in terms of like real glamour, I feel like it's all a grind. Because even in, even in television, same thing I said about radio. You got to go work in like, in like <laughs> I don't know, being Ohio you know what I mean in and order then, to, yeah. yeah and then work your way up through Wyoming and North Dakota before you can finally get to like a top 20 market maybe, yeah you know? that's crazy yeah <laughs> it's a grind yeah I wouldn't want to leave this area honestly have you ever would you ever like move out of this area no <laughs> like it'd have to be a really good opportunity yeah and I think trying to that's whenever whenever I see people leave I'm always like one the black people are here yeah and, <laughs> like trying to explain that to people I'm like I'm not for a lot of y'all that like, oh, you know, I decided and then I decided to move to Arizona. I'm like, where are the black people there? Like, where, what part of Arizona, you know? Yeah. So for me, if I were to move, it'd probably be to like another hub, like yeah. Chicago. Yeah, LA, some like black city. New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. North Carolina, like, but like Raleigh Durham, to mm-hmm. be clear. You yeah. know, like, it was not, I'm not, I don't know about just moving anywhere. But like, I went to Austin visit. Everyone's like, oh, Austin's so dope. I went there. I was like, Austin's fine, but it's white. (laughs) Actually, yeah, I went there um, in October for the first time. And, like, I really liked it, but, like, it is, like, different than the DMVs. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Very likable place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's your uh, favorite trip that you've ever gone on? Most favorite trip? I went to Cancun (laughs) for a wedding. Uh, which tells you how much I get to travel. So <laughs> I know that I know there's probably people judging right now hearing that, but I went to Cancun for a wedding and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. The whole wedding party, it was smart because we all went, the wedding wasn't until Saturday and I got there on Tuesday and I left on Sunday. So yeah. Like, you had a whole week to just hang out. And be yeah, that must be nice. And I had a really good time. Like mm-hmm. we, there was a, uh, there was a, a pool, we had a swim up bar, they had uh it was all inclusive. We went on excursion. We went to see Tulum, the ruins. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to do another trip like that. I'm a person who likes vacations where you get to relax mm-hmm. and kind of have a good time. Whereas I know there's people that like to do trips. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not a trips person because I'm like I I don't want to go with a mission. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I want to go and just like relax and mm-hmm. hang out. So if I were to go to somewhere like Paris or something like that, I'd want to go stay in one place and like become a local. Yeah. You know what I mean rather than a tourist. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I think that, um, well, I went to Paris also, and it was fun. Um, I think that I kind of, like, went with an agenda, but it was mm-hmm. also sort of, like, free-flowing, where it was like, okay, let me, like, just pick one thing today that I want to do, like, one touristy thing, and then, like, pick a restaurant that I want to go to. Yeah. So it was, like, one day I just went to the Louvre, and then, like, honestly, I was just, like, I spent a lot of time just walking around the city and, like, taking pictures. Yeah. Because that was something I hadn't done in a while, and I've, like, been into photography. So, like, yeah. that was, like, I guess my first like solo trip first of all and then second realizing like the difference between touristy trips and like a trip where you actually get to know the city yeah so yeah, yeah it was i i always get kind of so my solo trip that i go on is every year 
there's an audio conference in Chicago called Third Coast, mm-hmm. and I went this year, and I always go the first day I'm there by myself. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm, like this is my second <laughs> year after that. I'm like, yeah, look at me, just traveling the city like a guy. And I'm like, Ronald, you are like in one square block. <laughs> you know where everything is. You know exactly where you're going. So it's yeah. not as adventurous as I may seem, but... I, I like the idea of like solo trips and just getting to know the place by all. Yeah. But you can do honestly, you don't have to go far. You can do that in DC. That's like, true. Just parts yeah. of DC, you can walk around and just like have a good time being a local. As long as you're, if you're not on federal land, you're good to go. Like, when you get <laughs> north of, uh, probably north of Pennsylvania, then you start getting the real DC. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, as opposed to like south when you're just monuments and people still wearing MAGA hats and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to be remembered when you die? Oof. Uh, I want people to say that Ronald loved God, was kind to people, and made and was fun to be around. And I enjoyed being around Ronald. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want people to just remember that I was mostly remember that I was a good, I was kind to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? um, and I can be petty sometimes. Oh, I think I we can all be, can. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I can even be a mean person sometimes. But I think overall, I want people to know that. Uh, that I'm a kind person mm-hmm. and even sometimes when I can't admit it because there's people like right now that I'm like I've been petty to or not kind to that if they asked me for something instinctually I would give it to them mm-hmm. because I'm like I, I mean I may hate your guts but I don't want to see you dead yeah. you know what I mean yeah. uh, and so I, I hope people that remember that I was a kind person right. so on that wave like what's the dumbest thing you've ever been mad at someone about like what's the pettiest reason okay let me I probably don't have to look back that far uh, let's see. Legit mad. Uh, the other day, last Thursday, as a matter of fact, we were planning a lunch, and there was a couple of us sitting around the office talking, and there was somebody on the team I did not want to eat with. <laughs> and I remember um, we all like planned this lunch. I invited a couple people. And then uh, people that I invited told other people, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to lunch on Thursday. Uh, and I was like, why are you, why are you telling people? Mm-hmm. So I canceled the lunch and then, like, rebooked the lunch <laughs> with, like, a smaller group of people. And then people got mad at me because they were like, oh, you went to lunch anyway and you canceled it for us. I was like, whatever. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go to lunch with that guy and you invited that guy. Yeah. Therefore, that's probably, be like, like, it's hard for me to, okay, this is, the listeners, it's hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to pinpoint the the most petty thing yeah. because I feel it, for me it's always going to be like the pettiest thing I was mad at that week because I'm generally a sensitive person mm-hmm. so it's like there's going to be stuff that I'm, I get irritated with that other people wouldn't so but this was like I'd say that was the most recent account where I was like man don't be telling people <laughs> about lunch that I invite other people to straight up like yeah. I know that might be a big deal for you but I would never invite strangers to lunch yeah. you know what I mean yeah you have to like I don't know with people you have to like really um like when I have parties here it's like let me know if you're bringing a plus one. Don't just show up at my house with like yeah. random people. Nah. So it's like, yeah, it's like that type of, I guess people just don't it's get so it. It's so easy to just say, hey, yo, do you mind if I bring someone? Yeah. That easy. Mm-hmm. Just ask. <laughs> All right, so maybe that's not that petty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. It's a little petty. Yeah. But I think it's important. Like, I don't know. I feel like we haven't like. We've said that being selfish is wrong, but mm-hmm. being selfish is just, like, sometimes necessary. Like, just having rules and sticking to them and, like, not, like, you know, just opening your... What do you call it? Not... What am I trying to say? I guess not just accepting 
that you have to be a certain way. Like, one story I like to bring up is um, I was at work and, like, somebody was, like, talking about, like, their kids. And, like, they were having a birthday party and they were talking about the fact that the school encourages um, parents to invite the whole class to the birthday party. Where it's, like, it's, like, weird, right? It's, like, I don't, first of all, like, why do I have to be responsible for all these kids? Why can't I just, like, you know, pick my kids' three favorite friends? Like, so what? People are going to be excluded eventually in life. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, that... That's probably where I get the most boomerish, where I'm like, all right, but y'all want to coddle everybody, like everybody's just not gonna get invited. Like the best thing y'all can do for this is tell your kid. The easier thing for y'all to do is be like, hey, Johnny, everybody wasn't invited to this party, so don't go back to school talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like talk about it with the people that went, but don't talk about it because you might hurt Jerry's feelings because he didn't get to go. Yeah. That's a valuable lesson you can teach them <laughs> rather than going the easy route and saying we gotta invite the whole class. Mm -hmm. you know and like I, mean? I was, I was thinking about like, what if you're like inviting your child's bully like to. Yeah. To my house. house, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know. And then as a kid, that's traumatizing. Mm -hmm. I don't want Johnny in my house. Yeah, Johnny treats me like trash. Mm. Yeah. So where do you think that um, your sensitivity comes from? Couldn't tell you. My mom's sensitive. I mean, probably my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, but my mom uh, is my mom is a sensitive person. So yeah, obviously it comes from my parents. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't know how to. I don't know how to like trace back to like its origin. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I just know that I get deeply hurt by things mm -hmm. in a way that uh, like makes me consider things that I say and do to people probably more mm -hmm. than I think people consider what they say and do to me. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I think, and I never, the thing is, I'm also sensitive about my sensitivity. <laughs> so, don't call me sensitive. Yeah. So when people, yeah, when people come along, right, you to the person, I'm like, I always want to like correct them, be like, to be clear, Yes, I am a sensitive person. I found a way to deal with it. And I understand that, like, by knowing that I'm a sensitive person, needs to say that when somebody says something to me, I have to give you extra grace. To yeah. Be like, oh, they didn't mean it like that. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, however, if you're just out here just throwing shots and being a jerk, then you can't be upset if I get a, if I yeah. get offended by that, you know? Yeah. Do you so. think as a man that's, like, harder to, like, voice? Or do people take it differently? Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, like, trying to, like, the thing I used to hate all the time is back in school when people would start joining on each other. Mm. And um, I would hate it because I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to say yeah. anything, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then without fail, it would all automatically start turning to me. I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to do this. How do I turn this <laughs> off? I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to make fun of people because then I'm going to start, like when I start joining, I'm like, I start trying to get to like the root of the issue. Yeah. Like your mother left you and your father <laughs> sprung out. So who's the real loser now? You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. and I'm like, and even me, and the thing is, I feel so bad when I make other people feel bad. And I, I hate saying the word empath because uh, like, I feel like some people use it, use that word like in a way that I like don't think it's, it should be yeah. used but I'm like I don't like when people are hurt and especially when I've hurt them mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel good when somebody says something I say something mean back and then they're hurt yeah just then I'm like oh great now I hurt their feelings <laughs> now, now I, I feel bad yeah. but everyone's thinking about what I said because yeah. I went to talk about his parents you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah. yeah I don't know do you um know anything about astrology at all like have you like looked into that I'm an Aries oh, okay so I don't know Interesting. I don't know anything beyond being an Aries. Yeah. I would assume like, okay, so what I've heard is that sensitivity is usually like a water sign thing. Yeah, I know a lot so. of Pisces are sensitive. Yeah, I'm a Pisces. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember I, uh, there was, I went on dates with a few Pisces and mm -hmm. I, I crack a lot of jokes. And there was a couple times where I guess I cracked a joke that I didn't think went too far, but it was just yeah. like, like, and it wasn't about the person, it was just about the situation. And I, it didn't work out. Two, two different people, the same thing happened with them. Yeah. 
And I, that was probably the closest I ever got to really believing in astrology. <laughs> this happened the same way with two different people. Yeah. And I'm like, but it didn't happen with like seven other people. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand. Is this a thing? Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I have friends who are like really into it. I'm like trying to like understand it a little bit more. Just like, you know, yeah. like you, just, you kind of need something to like orient yourself in the world. So, yeah. you know, are we, my thing is I always wonder, I'm like, do we influence the signs or the signs influence us? Because I'm like, because if you, if somebody tells you like you're a Pisces, you're sensitive, then do you become more sensitive because yeah. somebody told you that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like my friend, she wants to read my birth chart and I'm like, I really don't want you to read my birth chart yet because yeah. I want to like kind of like figure out who I am first yeah. and then realize if that fits me, not become what you're telling me that yes, I am. Agreed. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. It's like someone telling you like, like my parents are bad. I remember my math teacher told me this once. I'm like, I'm just not good at math. My whole family's not good at math. She's like, you have to stop telling yourself those stories about yourself. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fair. Yeah. You know, like maybe I'm just bad at math because I suck at math. <laughs> it has nothing to do with genetic <laughs> genetic deficiency. Yeah. I also think about like um, intentions. Like when you say that, it's like, oh, I'm just bad at math because of this. Like then, like you like your intentions are well, like you're not setting your intentions to be better at math. You're kind exactly. of just accepting like where you are right now. So I've been trying to get better at just like setting intentions in life and like setting goals and like you know progressing yeah. and stuff so yeah yeah i feel the same way <laughs> cool um so the last question that i have for you is do you have any questions for me oh huh. um why do you want to get a six-pack um it's just something that i've always wanted like okay. i don't know it's like it comes from like when i was like 12 okay you know like i had like you know writing my like new year's goals and yeah. like now i'm just like okay i kind of like have been meeting my goals and I kind of like just want to like go back and like be like oh these are things that I've always wanted to do so let me do them now so what do you how are you going about it um so I work out like um twice a day basically four times a week so yeah I like so I work out at work so I'll do cardio during lunch because I can't force myself to do it after work yeah so I'll do cardio during lunch and then I'll do like weight training after work so yeah how far away would you say you are um it depends I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully closer than I think I am. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to like make it there by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a lot to do with diet too. So yeah. it's like, you know. Well, everybody like, says they have some made in the kitchen. Yeah. So I'm like, what you, what you out here eating? Yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, um, it's like the the difference between not difference but like um the middle ground between like trying to enjoy life and also meet a goal yeah. so it just depends on like you know like when those kind of like meet up so, yeah yeah well, you can always treat it like a training camp do like a quick six weeks get them abs the pictures, yeah you know what i mean and, and then life, like yeah <laughs> come back get abs again you know what i mean Cause yeah once you get abs you can always go back and get abs again yeah so. that's what they say I've never had them, so I can't. <laughs> I don't even know if they say that. I've never had them. Either, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do so what in terms of your podcast and when you come back, like, I know you work full time doing something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your goal with podcasting? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. I really enjoy, like, having conversations with people and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the sense, like, creating a network. Um, so I guess I just, like, the goal behind this podcast is kind of like just to bring people together. So it's like um, ways to meet people, ways to like um, learn about someone who's either different than you or similar than you and just like kind of like understand yourself more. So I guess that's like the overarching goal of the podcast. But like specifically, I guess I'm just trying to like keep it going, you know, maybe like start throwing events and stuff like that. Like nice to meet you mixers and stuff. Nice. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's like kind of what's on the horizon. Nice. Uh, do you have a roommate? No, I did. Um, I'm not sure if I want to get another one yet. Uh, oh, wait. So but, you own? 
Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get another one, man. You might have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dope. It just helps with, like, you know, like, bills and everything. I was thinking about making an Airbnb or something. That's a good idea. So, yeah. yeah. My friend Lizzie has an Airbnb. If you want to know the pitfalls, the plus and minus about that, let me know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about it, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's. I think it's better than having a roommate, though, because I don't know. She doesn't have one. She has. She just does Airbnb, and I think it works out for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but she always has tenants that stay like six weeks. So oh, that wow. works out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually pretty good because yeah. like you know like it's like a steady enough like income. And exactly. Everything, so yeah, yeah. And the good thing is you have people in the house when you want them there, and maybe not when you don't. Yeah, exactly. And then when she moved out, I was like, oh wow, wait, I actually like really like living alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've lived alone. I I got out of school. I went back to my parents and I lived with my sister for a year and a half mm-hmm. and then I've lived alone ever since then and it's been like it's it's been amazing yeah. and I remember somebody was like well you could save so much money with a roommate I was like yeah but you could save so much of your mind living alone <laughs> yeah, I was like true. which one would I rather have money or my mind <laughs> yeah I think I've realized that I just like uh, I don't like sharing which is like bad fair but also I'm an adult so like I can like you know it's like I can give a certain uh, up to a certain amount but yeah. like after that that's I'm done sharing after that I so. think there's a difference between sharing and then like, like because there's like there's generosity that comes with like giving to people yeah. and like doing that type of thing because like if I have something to give to people I will but when it comes to like my space yeah it feels different because like I barely have people like over to my house mm-hmm. as opposed to like I mean granted I also need to clean my my, my apartment but. <laughs> I rarely have people like over because I'm like, this is my space. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then at some point they're touching stuff too much and all that. I'm like, yeah, no, no, you were sanctioned <laughs> to be in the living room. You stay in the living room. <laughs> Don't leave the living room. Don't even use the bathroom. Just <laughs> it's time for you to go. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, my old roommate, she like put the knives, like the knives in the, um, dishwasher, which is like something like very, you know, like, um, knives that have, that, that have, um, wood on the yeah. end of them. Like she put oh, them yeah. in the dishwasher and that yeah. was just like one thing I was just like, Oh, man. I just like my stuff taken care of in a particular way. Yeah, so, like, yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. Like, having somebody there, like, I don't know, there's been a few times where there's, uh, like, had people over and moved the pillow the wrong way. I'm like, <laughs> all right, first of all, you don't just roll to somebody's house that's moving the pillows. Right. It's like, like I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's my space. It's your space. Yeah. You have a right to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions? That's about it. Okay, cool. Um, do you have any social media that you would like to plug? You can follow me at <laughs> on. Ooh, <coughs> you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at oh it's big Ron. That's O H I T S B I G R O N. Um, I have two podcasts. I have Time Well Spent, uh, which is a semi autobiographical cultural commentary told in narrative format, which is kind of me just telling stories about my life and teasing out the lessons, um, almost like modern day parables. And then I have another uh, podcast called. Uh, Leaving the theater, in which I review movies as I'm leaving the theater. <laughs> Word. Yeah, so it makes it easy. That's how you can find me. Cool. How long is um the leaving the theater podcast? Uh, like, like how long? Is it? Yeah. I try to be under 15 minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. The last I've done two under 10 minutes. So the whole idea is like, if you're headed to the theater, you can listen to one. See how I felt about it. Oh uh, okay. Yeah. No oh, spoilers. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Awesome. Yeah. Um, if you do you have any other projects that you're working on that you'd like to tell everybody about uh we're going to be bringing back a podcast called talking loud and saying nothing which you can get in your feeds now 
Uh, there's some old episodes in there, but we're bringing that back early in 2020. We're doing a live event, the podcast wow. garage. You should come. Where? It's an advice podcast, but it's also a talk podcast where we talk about what's going on in the world, and we also give advice, answer advice questions with Michael Jefferson, who's mm-hmm. from the Bad Person episodes. Yeah, cool. Back. That sounds awesome. And then um, also I'm working on another podcast. Oh my um, god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here working, which is yet to be named, but if you keep listening to the other ones, time well spent, leaving the theater, talking loud, saying nothing, um, you'll hear more about that one very soon. Okay. So those cool. are the projects I'm working on right now. Right. Because I'm going to start a pod, another podcast with a couple of friends, and I was nice. thinking, like, maybe this is too much, like two podcasts, and you're like, no, four. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I mean, it's all about how you balance it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you can figure out a way to balance it and not drive yourself crazy, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a frequent contributor to NPR's 1A. Okay, cool. I've only contributed twice, but as far as I'm concerned, it's more frequent than I am. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you guys would like to follow the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes. Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or just something that you want to share, you can send those emails to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.